question. And um, I have the chance to meet a lot of amazing people. I'm, I'm kind of really glad. I have a lot of gratitude towards life. Bring me so much great puppeteer. And tonight we go towards Chicago. I have someone who are behind the preventive puppet company. Please welcome in the screen, Mr. Connor Asher. Ooh. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your podcast. Thank you very much to be here and to be so creative. I look your website and I was like, okay, this is Stalin. This is someone who could make uh, a, the job going. Even we are in this crisis, I see you are creative. And that's what I like. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could you yeah. introduce like uh, yourself to the, our people who are watching the podcast right now? Like how you start in puppetry and how you define your work sure so yes i'm a professional puppeteer puppet instructor and puppet builder um i work in television film and stage and i have a little over 10 years of experience where i started taking it more serious um <clears throat> but puppets have always been a part of my life i've as far as I can remember, um, one of the biggest influence to me growing up was Sesame Street. Um, yeah, I always knew that there was something special there. Same with Fred Rogers. He was in my time and I would watch him. Um, and same, I was involved in a puppet ministry when I was a kid. And, you know, over time, I kind of forgot about all of it. And many years later was reintroduced um when i was in high school i uh, was doing video production i was doing art a little bit of everything and and one of my partners who was working with me uh was doing movie reviews for me and he said hey there's this new movie coming out when the muppet when disney brought the Muppets back into theaters in 2011. It's like, yeah. okay, I'll go check it out. I went to go see it and all those memories started flooding. <laughs> oh, there's something really special about this and I should look more into this. Um, a couple months later, I saw one of the documentaries at the time, um, Being Elmo of Puppeteer's Journey, which was uh, yeah. Kev Kevin Clash's documentary. And that was the first time ever uh, I really got to see behind the scenes because you never think of like, was this done? What goes into this? Yeah. And with everything I was doing at the time, it was kind of the perfect medium. Like there was, you know, I've seen and know many other puppeteers are influenced by this. It's mm -hmm. there's so much that goes into puppetry. There's theater, there's performing, there's acting, there's voices, uh, there's the whole design side yeah um, it's a multidisciplinary art <laughs> like it's kind of i can say that you have done many things to put all that together yeah <laughs> <That's> <laughs> sure it, it's uh you know it's always a learning experience and just over you know the more time that has gone on the larger the world of puppetry has become to me and 
there's it just never ends which i think is one of the things that hooked me the puppet bug came and bit me through that because yeah you would never get bored <laughs> yes amazing i i like that and and why what makes the art of puppetry an art that you cherish you have like some particularity that you really enjoy yes uh I guess that answer has changed over the years. It started as just something really inspiring. The characters were so believable and mm. it started more just with being inspired and about the characters and over time that has evolved. Um, yeah, gosh, character. Yeah. The character is yeah. really a part of it. Like when you you fall in love, because I always like to talk about a crush. Like, do you have like a character you you remember to to observe and just say, okay, this is kind of like the moment of puppetry. Like I get hooked to it. You yeah. have a specific moment, yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a tricky question. I know. Sure. So it's it, it's a lot of different influences over the years for sure uh one of my biggest i think the first times i've seen puppets in person outside of television was when i went to navy pier in chicago and one of my friends and now mentors uh his name is david herzog he was a performer doing marionettes uh marionette variety shows actually and uh-huh between that and a few puppetry exhibits, actually, those were some of my first live exposures. And I remember, I guarantee, I can't remember, but I guarantee I was the kid who went up to afterwards of, hey, can you give, can I, can I play with a puppet? Can, I want to learn everything. Can you teach me? Okay, okay. Let me go home. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's been That's that's great like you we all have a, a a little moment when we feel like the magic happening and do you, in your opinion what will be the best field of study because you've been into television but like what is the the best uh, like courses or thing that a puppeteer must do to be really on the ball to the work sure so it depends on what i guess Part you want to go into because there's so many parts into puppetry yeah. there's you know you can choose to be a puppeteer or you can be a puppet builder uh, a puppet instructor or puppet designer uh, if we're just talking about puppeteers one of the best pieces of advice that i would offer would be to study theater and acting um I did a bit in high school. I wish I did more. Um, and same now as a business owner through Creventive, um, when we do our live shows and I need an additional performer or I need to hire yeah. an additional puppeteer and train them, we try to get people who have been exposed to theater and are actors is they just, they come to it so much more mm -hmm. naturally and can adapt and really catch on yeah that's a good a good definition and and they are like used to character as you say it's part of your practice that's Definitely. true and sure, for the yeah. voice also 
Yeah, yeah, voices are always important, but definitely through conveying emotion. And yeah. the biggest thing is, you know, as a puppeteer, if you made and convinced someone that that object is alive, you know, that's, you yeah. did your job as a puppeteer and no one knows you were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And do you have your, like you do an in, instruction, you are a puppet instructor, do you have your own definition when a kid or someone asks you, like, what is a puppet? Like, do you have a way to explain it? Sure. So, <laughs> um, I'm pretty standard on that. I think kind of like a lot of people are, um, you know, a puppet to me is a object or tool that you can use to convey stories and bring yeah, mainly stories to life, um, you know, just like anytime we're watching a movie or, you know, a television show or a story in, you know, a theater or a simple puppet show, it's always about the story and those are yeah. tools to help bring them to life. Um, so I would think of it that way. Um, yeah. A, an object you can bring to life. That's good. And, and sometimes it's philosophical, an object that you bring to life. It's kind of really, yes. <laughs> really interesting. And um, do you think the puppetry art is uh, in an ascension or in your observation is getting maybe less popular? How? Sure. So it, I believe just through my time of being involved with, the puppetry community and seeing the world as it is and even outside of it, it always fluctuates. Mm -hmm. I think there's times where puppetry comes into the scene. There's a, you know, a movie or show that comes out and everyone knows that that's a puppet and that's where it gets really big. Okay, now we need to use puppets mm -hmm. and then it'll go away. <laughs> so I think it's, it's a give and take. It comes back, but it's always been there and uh i think it always will be yes yes it's it's so. in and out but but like right now we saw so much stuff going on online so much also people just bounce on it like because they have a situation of like no get together moment but as a builder how it it goes also your company builds some puppets and sell it and is it a good time to sell or sometimes it's maybe sure um yes <laughs> so as far as building puppets that that's something so when the pandemic happened you know my bread and butter was doing puppet shows uh i would you know perform for libraries schools camps and festivals and then all that was taken away yeah. uh, same with doing workshops as well so all of my workshops were made to tour so i would bring them to the you know the same types yeah. of clients but all of that is also gone um so now it's a matter of, of adapting and same last year too because my business has um you know it's essentially three years old three years where i finally rebranded it into okay, my focus is just going to be puppetry and puppets. Uh -huh. Prior to that, it was just, um, you know, I was kind of just figuring out what was, what, what did I want to do? Because I was, I was doing sculpting, I was doing 
mold making. I was doing illustration and animation. And then finally I was like, okay, I just need to focus on one thing, uh-huh. puppetry. That's what I love the most and inspires me the most and that I feel motion and passionate about. So that's what I want to do. Um, but going back to your question, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, it's good. Sure. So I think it's a wonderful time to be a puppet builder if you can be. Um, that's one of the great things with learning the fluctuation of business over the years. Yeah. It's a lot of old um, people who I've learned from who have become mentors to me who have been doing puppets for their living. Um, you know, they still have the work, but as for a new business, it's been really hard to pick up traction. And mm-hmm. there's parts of the year where things are on fire, like uh, particularly summer and fall have been really good for me, but winter and spring have been really terrible when it comes to doing puppet shows and workshops. So mm. during those times I've had to adapt and do puppet building. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of I'm sure as many other puppet builders feel, there's a lot of output that goes into yes. that and time and commitment of, okay, well, you the client doesn't like this now. I need to change it over and over and over. And so you get there and same, if you work with theaters, um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The actors are just like, oh, it's a puppet. And then you're back there fixing up the puppet again. Yeah. So... I think it's a wonderful time. There's money to be made and there's people always looking for puppets um, to tell stories with, whether it's a gag or uh, yeah. you know, whatever it may be. But um, that's what I'm doing currently and it's getting me by. I have a couple different commissions that I'm yeah. in the middle of right now. Some I can talk about, some I still can't. Yeah. Um, but That's good. It's a wonderful business to be in, and uh, you can, if you work hard at it, you can definitely make money. Yeah, I really like the fact that you present it as a business, also, because sometimes we talk about oh, it's art, and it's, but it's also a matter of like making the show on the road, making the, the object on the road. I was also curious about your T-shirt. Is it Paul Vincent Davis? T-shirt, yes. yeah. <laughs> the puppet show places all around. That's amazing. I, I, I saw it. I was like, okay, I think it's, <laughs> it's an inside about like a, a, a wonderful puppeteer who do some drawing. It's, yes. it's great. Paul is wonderful. I've, I don't believe I have met him, but I really like his work. And same with Honey, who designed this. It's a, it's a great yeah. shirt. So I will yeah. wear it broadly. Yeah, that's good. You wear it on the podcast because we get honey earlier in the in the the, the season. And I always like to ask a big question about the future. Do you have a, a bigger purpose as a puppeteer? Like something you said in my career, I want to go there. I want to achieve that. Like something you cherish about your job. Sure. Honestly, um, like a. I, I think like any other business, especially with puppetry, it always will fluctuate. Um, there's parts that I really enjoy and love doing, and there's parts that I'm also like, okay, well, I need to do this because it's what I need to do in order to pay the bills because 
this is what I do full time. And I've been very fortunate to make that my career. Um, It could be also humble. People sometimes say, I just want to live a bit, or <laughs> it depends. Sure. Sometimes you can be really futuristic or ambitious. Yeah. We have like people also here who say hi to you, Alexander, Suez, and Jared Ramirez also. <laughs> hi guys, thank hey you guys. for watching. Yeah, but I, you know, there's parts that I really enjoy doing um, through the business side. Like last winter, things were very rough. Um, yeah. you know, there were no shows coming in, there were no workshop bookings. And so I had to adapt and I started doing commissions, which was nice, but a big part of me really wanted to get back into doing what got me into puppetry in the first place, which was pursuing television and film work. And yeah, fortunately I had a couple really nice gigs earlier this year, um, in January, I got to work on a, the new Yippie TV series, which was uh, called Pete and Penelope, um, which was a wonderful experience. And the puppeteers on it uh, were so great to work with in the crew. <clears throat> uh, that was kind of me coming back to it. And it was it was really nice, too. Uh, it's kind of like the New Year's resolution. This is what I want to do and get back into. And it happened Ooh. on January 1st. <laughs> amazing you're so, a strong wish yeah <laughs> so it was it's like now it's like oh well things have changed but i'm really happy i had those experiences and i'm starting to kind of focus back into that world yeah um for me you know when i do my live shows you know i'm i usually perform with glove puppets and mouth puppets and a little bit of everything and you're doing two characters at once because that's what you need to do. And as much as as much as I love that, and same, I've it, I've never. I should have word this. I've gained so many wonderful and awful stories by touring, um, <laughs> but they're experiences that I always remember and always cherish, and that have yeah. grown me that I would have never gotten otherwise. Um, but it's also nice to do the TV stuff where it's like, I just get to focus on my one job. Yeah. I don't have to load in and load out. <laughs> I don't have to do all the business stuff. I just get to come in and be a puppeteer and that's it. And that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's but amazing. I think, I think that, and then also too, um, you know, just like many other puppeteers and, puppet businesses are currently doing um, is adapting and finding ways mm. to get through this pandemic. And so right now um, I have some extra help, which has been nice. And we're kind of, you know, we're figuring it out like everyone yeah. else. Um, but we're starting to move all of the classes that we have taught our class repertoire and our shows online, which yeah. uh it's going to take some time, but that... yeah, it's a really big adaptation, but you cover like all the spectrum of a puppeteer. You can be by yourself in a school doing the two character and you can be also at television or in a big show, just doing one stuff and be more on a, a good layback position. It's, it's really amazing how it's diversified and it's yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And that's, 
you know, the more I've been exposed to puppetry, uh, one of the greatest things that I I'm really glad that I did was get involved with my local puppetry guild. Um, and that's the Chicagoland puppetry guild through that. I've been able to meet so many other people between, you know, um, puppet enthusiasts, uh, professionals who've been doing this for a living and builders and craftspeople, everyone in between. And being involved with that has opened my eyes to so many just different forms of puppetry, seeing the value in, in, in everything and also getting wisdom from other people which uh has been great and those people like i said have become really wonderful friends and mentors and uh Mm -hmm. that's a good point i always said that it's good to associate between puppeteers i i really like this that you mentioned the guilt or like we have unima who is like the international association all of those crew of people make you like wide open as you said it's it's amazing do you have a a friend you want to bring into the screen to conclude this wonderful episode alexander (laughs) said enjoy your story sure so i have i have two guys here i'll bring this guy in this was so (laughs) he's a lot of fun i love her i love oh oh hello caroline hello Amazing. Right. What is your name? Uh, well, he'll, he'll tell you that one. Okay. So this guy does, he doesn't particularly have a name or a character. He was for a project I just worked on in late February um, with the story company. But so they, they wanted to call him Dexter. So my name is Dexter right now, but I'm yeah. still kind of, uh, you know, going through some <laughs> self-discovery and figuring out where I want to go. I like that. It's it's kind of a bad question to ask the name of a puppet. You are who you are. Exactly. Why why, why do names matter, right? Yeah. You, you are plenty of color and you have plenty of expression. Why a name? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And and are you uh, intelligent? Like I saw your glasses. You must read a lot of books. Well, see, that's that's what I that's what I use to make people think that I'm smart and handsome. <laughs> But uh, I actually don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, don't be, don't be shy. You, you have a lot of personality. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still working on it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's to know ourselves is something big. Like you know, people start our the life from the beginning. They try to know who they are. And maybe yeah. the, the the guy on your side know who he is? Like he does he know? Ah, yeah, he's he's still figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he knows he knows that he likes wiggling dollies, but that's you know. Yeah. It's just like just like everything else, things adapt and change and move, and uh that's you just gotta roll with the punches, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Punch <laughs> like ding, ding. that's right. <laughs> the screen. Ding. Oh, oh. There we go. Here, I see. There we go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. I love, and it's a wonderful conclusion. Say, 
yeah. Dexter, Dexter, say to your puppeteer that it was a pleasure to have him in the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. <laughs> just, just next time, bring me back. Don't don't bring him. Okay. He has no he has no value to add to this. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. It was amazing to meet you and get to talk about adaptation and television and everything. We will put your the link of your company down in the comments so people could go to see the wonderful work you build and those kind of guys who are really attractive. Oh. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful to talk to you, and I hope we get to talk again soon. Yay! Yay! Thank you, everyone, for watching that, and see you next week. We have plenty of episodes coming in, so stay tuned, subscribe, share, and everything. You know what to do. Oh, oh my God, I cannot conclude on this. We have a new friend. Wait, we have a... you want another one? <laughs> you don't want to close the show, but... He was just supposed to pop in and leave. That's supposed to be the for next time. Okay, next time. So I have a, okay. good, a, a good pretext to, br to bring you back. Thank you, okay. Carter. Of course. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.